0: And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. Let us recall that up to this point, Jesus has multiplied the loaves, feeding over 5,000 people, walked on water, and began to reveal to the crowd that sought him that he has come to bring the new manna. The crowd became quite interested in this new manna that this man, Jesus, was telling them about. And the crowd, with curiosity and desire, says to Jesus, Sir, give us this bread always. With this small window of opportunity, Jesus begins to dive right into the Eucharistic teaching. Alluding to the manna in the desert, Jesus uses that historical event. In the life of the people of Israel, the miracle of the manna, as the key to understanding the new manna he's going to give to all of his people. We heard last week that he used the manna firstly as a metaphor, he used it as a metaphor for his divinity, trying to reveal to them that he is God among them, Emmanuel. And just like the manna was supernatural. the bread of angels that's come down from heaven, so too has he. He has come down from heaven. He's not just a simple prophet. He's not just a rabbi. He is a divine Messiah come down from heaven. Revealing this truth to them, he prompts them to believe in him. And he elicits their belief because the new manna is going to take some faith. Then he does something rather extraordinary. Jesus instructs the crowd that the bread that came down from heaven is his flesh for the life of the world, that you must eat his flesh. And so he switches from talking about believing to eating. And this is where we find ourselves today in the gospel. Jesus makes this radical revelation that the bread that he will give is the flesh for the life of the world. And we hear the reaction of the crowd. The reaction, what? John tells us, the Jews quarreled among themselves saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? And I have to tell you, that's a good question especially when they ask how can this man give us his flesh you see they're not totally understanding jesus that he is god it's like how can this man give us his flesh to eat last time i heard that was cannibalism and by their question we understand what they thought jesus meant that they took him literally and so jesus hears their question He knows that they are taking him literally. And let's first look at what Jesus doesn't do. He doesn't say to them, guys, settle down. I don't know what you're talking about. Why are you taking me so literally? I was only speaking symbolically. I was only speaking metaphorically. He doesn't do that. Rather, Jesus intensifies his language and he keeps instructing them. They have to eat his flesh and drink his blood. Pardon me for a second. I'm going to get a little, give a little Greek lesson here for you this evening. But it really makes this scripture passage come alive because when Jesus first says, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has life, he uses the common word for eating. And that common word for eating, just like in English, can be taken metaphorically. Let me give you an example. We do it in English all the time. Right now, you're all eating up this homily, right? You're taking it all in. You want more. And so we see that eating can be taken as a metaphor. But Jesus begins to intensify his language. How? Because he decides to use a different word. The word that he uses is a word to gnaw and to chew. And so when he says, after they've said, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? He says, those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life. What he's really saying, those who gnaw or chew on my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life. And he continues to use that word over and over and over again. Because he's drawing them to understand that he is not speaking symbolically. He's speaking literally. Because this new manna he will give is his flesh, is his true presence among us. And if he wanted to be symbolic or metaphorical, he wouldn't have intensified his word choice. And this is why, my brothers and sisters, that as a Catholic community, as the Catholic faith, we can say that in the most blessed sacrament of the Eucharist, the body and blood, together with the soul and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ, therefore the whole Christ is truly, really, and substantially contained. And it's a substantial presence by which Christ, who is God and man, makes himself holy and entirely present to you and to me. I wanna stop there for a second. I want us to travel back in time for a second, all the way back to the time of Moses. I want you to imagine yourself, you're sitting there, you're hungry, you're in the desert. You've asked Moses to give you some food. He's like, all right, God told me he's gonna give you some food, some bread stuff. You wake up that first morning and over the desert, it's like a dew. It's covered in this bread-like substance. And then you look out, And at least for the Israelites, they looked at it. And they're like, what are we going to call this? Because the question they asked was, what is it? And so even in the Old Testament to them, there was something supernatural about it. Something mysterious about this bread-like substance. And so you know they decide to call it manna. You know what the word in Hebrew is? What is it? They call it the "What is it" brand. Really original. And so the word manna really means what is it? It's supernatural. It's mysterious. But you see, let's look at this for a second. Anything in the old cannot be greater than something the new. And so this old manna was mysterious, supernatural. That means the new manna has to be mysterious and supernatural. But you see, in the old manna, they asked, What is it? With the new manna, my brothers and sisters, we don't ask, What is it? We ask, Who is it? We ask, Who is it? It is Jesus. Our brothers and sisters, we receive in the most holy Eucharist, the body, the blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. Now, why does that make a difference? Because we don't just receive his body and blood. That would be cannibalism. And we don't receive just a corpse because a corpse is something without a soul. But rather, when we receive Jesus, we receive his soul and divinity. And someone with a soul is a person. And someone with divinity is a divine person. And you and I, and every single mass, get to receive our divine Messiah, Jesus Christ. And it's in the Eucharist where our Lord Jesus Christ, in a tangible and real way, fulfills his promise that he gave to his disciples, his apostles, before he ascended into heaven. Do you remember what that promise was? Behold, I will be with you always. And because the lover cannot help to be with his beloved people, on the night of the Last Supper, he instituted the teaching we heard today in the gospel off of Jesus' own lips. When he said, this is my body. this is my blood, which will be given up for you. And he wants, like all lovers do, to be really, truly, substantially present to his beloved. And he loves us so much that he longs to be in communion with us. He longs us to give us the gift of love, the sacrament of love, the Eucharist himself. And he's di- he desires to be with us. He desires to show us his love for us. And he wasn't satisfied with a spiritual presence. And nor should we. St. John Vianney once said, If angels could be jealous of men, they would be so for one reason, Holy Communion. Because we experience a real communion in the love of God shown for us in the Holy Eucharist. And because of such a profound gift of love, how could we ever approach such a gift unworthily? How could we ever approach such a gift in the state of serious or mortal sin? How could we ever approach such a gift of love irreverently? How could we ever approach such a gift of love without utter gratitude? And how could we ever approach such a gift of love without profound adoration? I'd like to end with a beautiful quote from Mother Teresa. She says this, when you look at the crucifix, you understand how much Jesus loved you then. And when you look at the Eucharist, you understand how much Jesus loves you now. Because you get to taste and see the goodness of our God.